Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. What this tool does is enables you to analyse your culture in a way that you can actually start to see it. So when you're in a school, in an organisation, if you've been there for more than about six months or so, you start to take on the culture of the school as being your own way of doing things. So culture is the way we do things around here. And it's all of those taken for granted assumptions about the beliefs we have, the values we have, the behaviours that we exhibit. And once we're in an organisation, the culture becomes almost invisible to us. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode where we're thinking about analysing culture. Now, if you listened in last week, you'll know that I finished up my Rethinking Strategy series by talking about the importance of culture, the way we do things around here. And what I talked about was the fact that culture will eat strategy for breakfast if you don't take note of your culture and curate it over time. But the trouble is that culture is hard to see, especially when you're in an organisation, And it's hard to change. So this week, what I'm going to be doing is talking about a tool that you can use to both analyse your culture and then to think about how you want to change it over time as well. So many people have told me that this podcast helps them, which is great because helping people is why I create these weekly episodes. And I also hear from lots of people who need a bit more support. For those schools, I facilitate strategy away days for governors and leadership teams. I guide heads and chairs of governors through the creation and implementation of new strategic plans. And I lead regular one-to-one strategy advice calls with heads and directors of development. And the best part of my job is hearing from the people I work with that they're clearer about what to prioritise day to day. 
they're better able to lead change in their schools and they feel happier and more confident that they're making good strategic decisions. So anytime that you feel like you need a bit of extra help, just drop me a message so we can chat. You'll find my contact details at www.consultjuliet.co.uk. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about the cultural web, which is an analytical tool created by Johnson and Scholes. And what this tool does is enables you to analyse your culture in a way that you can actually start to see it. So when you're in a school, in an organisation, if you've been there for more than about six months or so, you start to take on the culture of the school as being your own way of doing things. So culture is the way we do things around here. And it's all of those taken for granted assumptions about the beliefs we have, the values we have, the behaviours that we exhibit. And once we're in an organisation, the culture becomes almost invisible to us. So the first thing that's useful about this tool is it enables us to actually jot down on a piece of paper what we think our culture is. The second thing that's useful about this tool is it gives you a sense of what needs to change over time. Now, within the academic world, there is a conflicting view about whether it's even possible to change organisational culture. And there are some academics who believe that actually it is not possible to change organisational culture, that once you recruit people, they create the culture and you almost are then stuck with it until you have those people leave and then new people replaced. And then it's only through that recruitment process or kind of replenishing the people within your organisation is the only way you can change culture. I disagree with that extreme view. I think it is very hard to change culture. I think it is possible, at least at the edges, or at least to kind of shift things slightly over time in the direction you want to move them in. And even if you have the view that it's not easy to change culture, it's actually very hard to change culture, even if you know what your culture is within your school, that gives you a great advantage when you're thinking about that interplay between your culture and your strategy. Okay, so let's jump into the six elements of the cultural web as defined by Johnson and Scholes. And the idea here is that the first step is for you to jot down what your culture looks like in each of these six areas. So the first one is organisational structures. So these are the roles that you have within your school, the hierarchical way in which those roles are connected, so the reporting relationships between them, the responsibilities that sit at each level of that hierarchy, And it's about looking at the structure that you've put in place for how decisions happen and how behaviour is monitored within your school. So the first thing to do is to to jot down your hierarchy is basically the easiest way to start with this. And to think about not just your hierarchy for staff, but also think about your governors, your trustees, how they fit into that. Think about your volunteers. So people who are volunteering within your alumni community, within your parent community, Think about how it interacts with your committee structure. And we know within schools, there's a a, a kind of a a legacy, a tradition of very complex and committee heavy approach to things. So jot all of that down and look at the reporting relationships, both formal and informal in your organisational structure. That will form part of your culture. Secondly, we want to think about power structures. Now, power often will sit in the same places as you've just jotted down for your hierarchy. So the higher up the hierarchy, the more power 
sits at that particular role. But as we know, when we're thinking about school communities, power can also sit in other pockets with individuals or with groups who, even though they're not hierarchically senior, they have a power to influence and persuade others into their way of thinking or their way of doing things. So jotting down as well the power structures in in your school, especially where they're different from that organisational structure. And then thirdly, we want to think about the control systems. So these are the formal and informal ways that you have of both monitoring the actions that people take and supporting those actions over time. So this will include things like your budget setting process. So how do you set budgets in the first place? And then how do you monitor to ensure those budgets um, are adhered to? It'll be to do with your annual appraisal system, to do with your recruitment system, any systems that you have for monitoring behaviour. So to do with looking at teaching assessments at the way that one department may be involved in assessing the teacher teaching within another department, any systems that you have in place to control the actions that people are taking on a day to day basis in your school. Now, once you've jotted those three down, so organisational structures, power structures and control systems, what you have there are the three what are often called the hard elements of your culture. These are the areas where there might be a little bit of diversity between if you were to jot these three things down on a piece of paper and someone else was, but you'd probably be able to come to one agreed way of looking at those three areas because most people will have the same point of view of these and it's interesting to note that these three areas are generally speaking relatively easy to change so because they're in your control you can relatively straightforwardly change your organizational structure you can change your control systems and to some extent and you are slightly more limited on this you can also change the power structure within your school So because they're areas that you can see more clearly, because you can specifically write them down and and kind of jot down the structures, and they're things which tend to be within leadership's control to some extent, these three areas are easier to change. The next three areas that I'm going to talk about are much more difficult to define and also more difficult to change. These are what we call the soft elements of culture. So the fourth element within the cultural web is about symbols. So these are the objects or the events or the people that convey meaning over and above their functional purpose. So they're things which actually have a symbolic relevance within your culture. So often an easy way to think about these is to say, What are the things within our culture that we know are really important? So, for example, a very long-standing former head who isn't directly involved in the school at the moment, but is sort of has a symbolic relevance. They have a relevance which is over and above their current functional purpose. They're not actually actively involved in that organisational power structure anymore because they're a former head but they were so long-standing or so well-respected that they have a symbolic relevance within your culture. And so having them attend your alumni events, for example, is symbolically very important. They might be people, they might be objects, they might be events that you hold, but what are the symbols that are important within your culture? The fifth element of the cultural web are the stories that people tell. 
So these are the narratives that people tell each other, both within your school and to outsiders. It's the sort of thing that people will tell the new members of staff at lunch over the first couple of months. The stories that people want to tell each other about the organisation, about its history, about its people. They're the narratives that people repeat almost from one generation to the next even. And in fact, the stories amongst your alumni community and that kind of subculture of your alumni community may well be quite historic. They may be from generations past about things that happened within your school. So those stories, both positive and negative, are part of your culture. And then the sixth and final element of the cultural web are the rituals and routines. So this is about the way we do things around here, either on special occasions, so the rituals that we go through perhaps once a year or once a term, to do with things that happen maybe on the first assembly of term or the last assembly of the year, maybe to do with your annual cross-country run, there are special rituals that happen. Or they're to do with the day-to-day routine. So perhaps within a particular team, you know, you always take coffee at a particular time of the day or Friday afternoon, you always sit around and have a cup of tea before you go home at the end of the day. We have debriefing with each other, letting each other know how things are going, talking about problems that you may be faced. Those are day-to-day routines that you have. So think about your rituals and your routines, both as a whole school or within little pockets, little subcultures within your school. So the first thing to do is to jot down for each of those six areas, both the first three, the hard, and the second three, the soft elements of your culture. So the first thing that you want to do is to jot them down as they are now and be super honest. There's no point being overly optimistic about this. Some of these areas will be positive and some of them may be either slightly negative or really harmful to your culture. Be really honest with yourself. And then question, first of all, which bits of this culture really support our strategy and which bits undermine what we're trying to do? Whatever the changes that you're trying to deliver over the next few years, there will probably be parts of your culture which are going to hold you back and undermine what you're trying to change. So that's the first step. The second step that you can undertake once you've got this map of the the cultural web as it is now is to think about imagine it as you want it to be. In an ideal world, a kind of a future world, what would you want that culture to look like under each of those six areas of the cultural web? When you've got that kind of understood, you can obviously then map the differences between the two. Where are you now in each of these six areas? Where do you want to be? And obviously what flows from that is the changes that you need to make, the areas that you need to make change. And as I said before, it's easier to make change in those hard elements of the culture. So organisational structures, power structures and control systems. And it's more difficult to make different changes in the symbols, the stories and the rituals and routines. But that doesn't mean that you can start to try and make changes in those soft areas if you really feel that what's there currently is unhelpful and undermining for the change you're trying to make. So once you've identified the areas you want change to happen, It's then about making an action plan. What are you going to do to make those changes happen? And in some cases, there might be changes that you can make now to the appraisal system, the annual review of objectives, the way KPIs are set, the way that you recruit for values as being as important as skills already demonstrated. 
those changes you can make relatively quickly. There are other changes you might want to make which are going to be slow and steady over time. Maybe new rituals you want to add into to your annual cycle of things that you're doing in your school that, that tell a good story to your school about I don't know, new rituals that, that tell a story of gender equality. Maybe there are certain rituals that you felt have undermined that sense of, of equality between girls and boys in the school. And you're saying you're going to create a new ritual that really reinforces that sense of equality. So make an action plan. Acknowledge that some things will be faster than others. And then as you implement that action plan, constantly be refining it over time. This is not a once and done activity. You could make it an annual process to look at this cultural web as a senior leadership team, perhaps to look at this cultural web and map it out each year to think about what's changed. What why have you had an impact? Where has your action plan worked? Where is there kind of slow progress in the right direction? Where are things actually moving backwards? And we can sometimes see, especially in uncurated cultures, if you like, cultures where the senior leadership team aren't even making an effort to to affect a culture, a positive culture in their school. You can see retrograde steps being made, especially within sometimes within subcultures within organisations where people change, where events happen, and there can be kind of backward steps in cultures over time as well. So hopefully this gives you a sense of culture is something that is hard to identify, but this gives you a route to give give some structure to trying to identify your school culture. Culture is also hard to change, but again, this gives you a route to start to make some changes in the right direction. This isn't a silver bullet. This is about slow and steady progress in the right direction. As well as this analytical tool, there are a couple of other analytical tools that I find really useful in strategy development. And I'm going to put links to those in the episode notes for this episode as well. Strategy is generally full of rather unhelpful structures, frameworks, analytical tools. And that jargon can sometimes get in the way. But actually, there are a handful of tools, including the cultural web, as I've talked about today, which can be really useful. And I use a lot in my work. So do go to the episode notes for links to those as well. Hopefully this is helpful. As always, do reach out to me if I can be of any assistance to you, if you've got any questions. I'll talk to you again next week. But in the meantime, have a fantastic week. Bye bye then. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically, both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast.